Hello and welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. I'm Caroline Heim. How are you going with life at the moment? So much is really tough. But today we are continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth Radio channel in New York with the dynamic host, Hurricane H. The first question Dr. Heim answers is about food. One caller loves food and can't control their eating habits. Dr. Heim talks about binge eating, obesity, and then gives some really practical pieces of advice for getting the dopamine hit you get from food through something else. And the next caller is having a hard time sleeping and doesn't want to take a pill to help them sleep. Is hanging on to the past or worrying about the future stopping you from sleeping? Hmm. He gives a few techniques on how to get on top of worry and finishes off with some meditation tips at the end of the show. How many hours of sleep should you be getting a night? Do you know? He talks about that too. Let's drop in on the conversation. Uh, Question states, uh, I am completely obsessed with food and snacks and I can't control my eating habits. I'm not sure why and how I can stop. I have tried medical procedures, fitness programs, diet, but it seems it has to do with me as nothing is working. I'm assuming this is a mental issue and not physical. Any guidance that can help? Uh, Cherry, Ohio. Cherry. Cherry, Ohio. Okay, Cherry, thank you for your question because this is actually a a difficult problem for a lot of people, but actually for all of us somehow. Cherry, the problem is that food is something that gives us the greatest pleasure in all of life. There are not too many things that are actually above food, but because we enjoy that pleasure every day, we tend to take it for granted. So, Cherry, when I get people, and I have had a lot of people come to see me because they have eating problems, binge eating, uh, bulimia, or other eating uh, problems, we look at the cause of that eating problem in that person. And often what happens is when you feel bad, it's an awful feeling for your brain, and your brain hates feeling bad, and so your brain will uh, say to you, this is what we could do right now to feel good. And one of the things that the brain will say to you is eat a carbohydrate because cherry, if you're like me, I've never seen a carbohydrate that I didn't like. Right. So if I have a lot of these, I start feeling good, but there are consequences to that. And what happens is with the consequences, you put on weight, you don't feel good about yourself. You feel bad again. So again, your brain says, I don't like feeling bad. Can I feel good, please? And again, it'll get to something like food to make you feel good. And for a lot of people, it's alcohol rather than food. For some people, it's watching porn rather than food. For some people, uh, it is something else that's destructive in your life. Okay, so, Cherry, this is the way to go, all right? Just as a principle, what does food do for you? So I will assume that it makes you feel good even if it's for a short amount of time. So the question is, what can I substitute for the food to make me feel good. Now, the trouble is that you're not gonna find something that feels as good as food, but if you come across something like music, I will get people to listen to five of their favorite songs from when they were 12 to 15 to make themselves feel good just for those few moments. If you can get to the stage where you feel good because you are working out in a gym or you're participating in a sport and afterwards you feel good, and you value that, then the idea is you say to the brain, I know you want to feel good with food, but I'm going to find you a substitute. And this is the substitute that'll work. 
Cherry, just don't make the substitute smoking or drinking or amphetamines, all right? You want to find something good. Playing tennis, exercising, listening to music, patting the cat, taking the dog for a walk. All of those things can feel good. But here's the problem. Not quite as good as eating food. But I hope that's a start for you, Cherry. Doctor, thank you for that. And uh, by the way, I think this is not just Cherry's problem. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people out there with the same issue here. Uh, food is, is something that we enjoy, we thrive, we cry, we crave, yeah. we want. And uh, I mean, in the fitness world, I mean, that, that that's a whole industry, diet and all yeah. this stuff, nutrition. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people actually, uh, especially stress sometimes can do this and or, uh, yeah. you know, you can be going through a tough time. Uh, it, it is amazing. So thank you, doctor, for 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 sharing. Uh, you know, those, those specific, you know, uh, I guess, insights and, and guidances, uh, hopefully that will help, you know, our friend here. Um, so I think we still have some time for maybe one or two more questions. Sounds and, good. Uh, yeah, all right. So, uh, and folks, you know, don't forget, you know, we're live. Call us 732-332-8493. And, uh, you know, we'll be more than happy to answer uh, if your question. If we don't catch it today, it will be available uh, for the next show. Uh, it will be at the end of April, same last Friday. Uh, April at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. And if you're in Australia, I think it's 11 a.m. Uh, <laughs> Sydney Saturday time, right? Morning. Saturday that's morning. That, that's, that's right. right. That's, right. It's, that's it, right. Yeah, it's the future. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All We're right. back to the future here in Sydney. We, we, you're always back in the future. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, Doctor, here's the question. This is an interesting one. I think maybe some people also will relate to this. Uh, I have an issue sleeping every time. Uh, every time I think of something at night, so before bed, uh, it becomes my whole night priority. And that is all I think about and I can't shut down. Um, yeah. is that a psychological issue? Is there anything that I can do to prevent this? Uh, I'm not a fan of drugs though. Tiffany. Not a fan of drugs. <laughs> I'm, really I'm assuming legal ones. Tiffany. I'm assuming legal ones. No, no. Tiff Tiffany says something, uh, that's very real. That's, that's a huge problem in our society. And I'm glad that Tiffany doesn't like drugs because here's one of the bizarre things about human beings, um, Hurricane. We are the only species on the planet that wants to take a pill to help us sleep, right? Uh, all other creatures can sleep and not worry about things. So, that, so the, the question is, why is that? Because what Tiffany is talking about I experienced that. I have to be careful what I expose myself to just a half an hour before going to sleep because if it starts a whole new world ticking over in my mind, sleep is going to be more difficult. So why is it that animals don't need sedatives to go to sleep? Uh, and one of the general answers is because they tend not to hang on to the past or worry about the future. So if, um, if, if there are some animals that will uh, put together food so that they can get through a winter, they do that what we call instinctively. You won't see a bunch of bears getting together and sort of saying, look, you know, supply of fish is just down this year. What are we going to do about it? They don't worry. They actually just do what they need to do. So that's the first thing for Tiffany, okay? Try to keep your thoughts, particularly an hour or two before bedtime, in the here and now, rather than going to the past or going to the future. Because we tend to worry about the past and the future. And Hurricane, I do this a lot, okay? I really need to discipline myself to make sure that I can sleep because I do tend to worry. 
Okay, and so what I'm going to do now is uh, say a few things as to how to keep on top of worrying. Just a few techniques uh, to get on top of that is, firstly, you're always worrying about something that either may or may not happen. So we tend to worry about things that are bad happen. So ask yourself the question, well, what if the good things happen? What if life works out? What if I've actually got nothing to worry about? And then ask yourself, particularly when you're lying in bed, am I safe right now? You go, well, yeah, I'm, I'm at home. I'm in my bed right now. I'm safe. And if you focus your thoughts on the here and now, but I mean like right now, right now, I'm ready to go to sleep. Right now, I feel the pillow under my head. I feel the sheets around my body. I feel my pajamas. I'm actually feeling snug. And you keep your, the focus of your awareness on the surface of your body rather than go down some rabbit hole in your head. And unfortunately, Tiffany, that's a skill. You actually need to practice it to get good at it. It's not that easy. But once you get the hang of it, you'll start to feel good. And then you say, brain, we can feel good. And we can let go and go to sleep now. Oh, can we? Yeah, we can. Let's see how we go with that. So there's somewhere to start, Hurricane. Keeping your thoughts in the here and now rather than in the past or in the future. And you, the technique is to keep your thoughts on the surface of your body. Thank you, Doctor. I just wanted to, to add, well, ask a piece of question to this. Uh, the that does for I know we've I've I've read this you know a couple of times I think even at a previous show we may have uh, covered it yes. but but yes. The, the technology I mean I you read that you're not supposed to be on on your phone or TV or something yes. anything with light yes. or blue light uh, in advance yes. of your sleep uh, you know or like maybe watching a, a scary movie or something you know too much action because your 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 mind is wide awake I mean what. That is a big deal. I mean, I think everybody's now tuned into these things and, and, and we sleep next to them. I mean, my kids literally sometimes sleep like, you know, watching each other and they're all sleeping <laughs> with their friends. You know, they're just it's the live feed is there and whatever it is, but everybody's like yes. snoring. So I mean, yes. it's funny. I even see somebody on TikTok. That's actually what they do. Their whole channel. Well, not I don't know about the whole channel, but every time I, I they pop up, they literally just have a screen and they're basically snoring and sleeping. They're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and people have you in them that look so so imagine that i think i think that's a big deal today i mean everybody's probably like uh, well i wouldn't say everybody but i think a majority of people are stuck to this this new habit and back in yes. the days when i was a kid tv ended early yes. <laughs> you know yes. now tv doesn't end there's 24 7 thousands and thousands uh, of channels and you don't even have to go anywhere you can have all these apps and or phones and, and streaming and stuff and you know that's it that's the end yes yes Okay, so th there are a few things in that. Uh, firstly, um, the question is, why do we as humans know the right thing to do and yet we won't do it, right? So uh, this is where I ask people to exercise their power of intention and choice. And that all happens in that part of the brain that we talked about, the orbitofrontal cortex. So you actually need to think, do I want to watch this horror movie just when I need some sleep, right? And uh, to me, there's a difference between Monday night and Friday night. So Monday night, while I'm still in the um, front end of the week and I've got to get some work done, I want to get some good sleep. So you say no to your entertainment uh, movies for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday night. And then we, we had this 
rule in our house that said Friday night, you can watch what you want, okay? Because you've gotten through a, a week and Sunday, uh, Saturday you can sleep in. So we have to have these techniques to help us make choices that are good for us rather than just feels good because our brain always wants to feel good. And the secret to a good life is if you can match up what feels good with what is good for you, if you can match those two things up, then you've got a winning combination for your brain and you can be bossing your brain. So that takes a bit of thought. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. I do, I do want to go back to uh, when you started the answer, you talked about that we are the only creation or creature that actually is willing to take a pill to go to sleep, to sleep yeah. and, and not, not other, you know, uh, creatures or species, right? And, yeah. and so, so, so my question to you is, is there anything maybe on, on a non-medicinal, you know, uh, approach that, that people can actually maybe utilize to maybe soothe them? I mean, I know there's, there's these herbal things that you can tease and whatever. I mean, are, are there any things that you recommend or like, you know, uh, uh, in the world would be something that, that, that can be used to help people if they have these problems? At least if they, they anticipate <laughs> they're not going to sleep, maybe they can have a little bit of a, I don't know, chamomile or something to just kind of cool them off. I don't know. <laughs> but what All do you right, think so of that, doctor? Okay, so you just mentioned chamomile, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's, that's a herbal substance that does have some anti-anxiety properties, but they're very weak anti-anxiety properties, right? And so your, your body is not going to get tolerant to it. It's, it's able to actually enjoy it. The most natural thing to help us go to sleep is breathing, relaxation, and meditation, because once you feel that, once you feel that your brain has the capability to calm yourself down, to breathe deeply and to relax your whole body, then you know that it's you, right? So if you start using some um, other herbal treatments to calm you down, and there are some on the market, you still get the feeling that you're using a pill to calm yourself down. So... Uh, so what I like telling the people that I work with is learn some sort of a meditation, even if it's just fresh air in, garbage out. Fresh air in, garbage out. And you do that slowly with each breath. And so you're using about five or six breaths a minute, which is actually very slow. And if you can do that for five or 10 minutes and focus your mind on your breath or on the tip of the nose, and that's a form of mindfulness meditation that I like using a lot, that will stop your mind going through rabbit holes and you go through each of the muscle groups in your body to tell it to relax so that any built-up tension actually gets released. And that takes practice, but once you do it, it's worthwhile and it actually works to get you to sleep, but I'll ask you to do it for three weeks before you decide whether it actually works for you or not. So it's a little bit of effort for a lot of good payoff. Hey, listen, I mean, there's nothing better than us, right? We have to invest in ourselves one way or the other. <laughs> and if it's for our better health, I mean, that's ultimately what this is what we're doing right now is to help, you know, ourselves, you know, kind of deal with and cope with, you know, life stuff. But this is a big deal because yeah. a lot of people, I mean, I, I know, for example, personally, I, if I don't sleep enough hours, I am a zombie. <laughs> I can't yes. function. Yes. Uh, and, and I think sleep is a big deal for our health. I mean, a mental state and physical state. 
Yes, yeah, so, uh, so we have many studies uh, to show the benefits of good sleep. It's one of those rhythms that we have to have in place. Uh, the, the study that I want to quote is a study that found is, uh, that if you get less than seven hours sleep a night, you are more than three times likely to catch the common cold, right? So that links sleep with the immune system very directly. And uh, in these COVID times, it's a good stat to have to say we need sleep. And the thing is that, okay, when you're over 80, you may be able to do a six hours sleep. But when you're in your teens, you're actually looking for over nine hours sleep. You're looking for uh, nine or 10 hours sleep a night. Uh, an infant, of course, can sleep about 18 hours uh, uh, a day. And we need less sleep as we go through life. But for most of us between the ages of 15 and uh, 65, looking at about eight or nine hours of sleep is what we actually need. Uh, listen, I mean, that's, that's, people may complain like, oh, I don't have eight hours in a day <laughs> to sleep, but, but, but you're right. I mean, I think, I think there's nothing, for me, it, it, sleep is important. I, uh, and I, I think everybody can relate to it, you know, listen to watching today. Uh, a yeah. good night's sleep is, a, is, there's nothing. And by the way, I don't think uh, daytime sleeping, that's the other thing. And that, that's a, I don't think it's a substitute for nighttime sleeping. I mean, is there, is there a correlation, by the way, from, from a clinical? Okay, okay. so, so th there are some cultures that will have an afternoon sleep as well as a night sleep. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so, yeah, particularly some Latino cultures will sleep for four hours in the afternoon and four hours at night. Uh, and that goes with the human circadian rhythm. So we do have these natural rhythms in our body, and uh, that actually is a fine sleep routine. But if you are not part of that culture then to have your sleep as an eight-hour block at night, that is totally fine too. But uh, for people who believe that they don't have enough hours in the day, uh, you cannot buy time, you cannot sell time. We are all given the same amount of time from the President of the United States down to we ordinary people down here, we each get 24 hours. And we each get the privilege to decide how we're going to use those 24 hours. And the thing is that if we had an unlimited amount of time, we would all do everything. But we don't. Time is limited, so we all need to make choices. And it's a difficulty in my life to make choices to take time out as well as to be productive and to spend some time enjoying life as well. Some people spend too much time being productive. Some people spend too much time enjoying themselves. And some people have too much dead time when they're doing nothing. But we live in a world of amazing stimulation and amazing possibilities of what we could do with our time. We have to make choices. Ah, sleep, healing sleep. Oh, I love sleep and food. Who doesn't? Actually, my favorite food is sourdough bread. Just a random fact I thought that I'd share with you. Hey, look, if you know of any amazing sourdough bakeries, pop the name in the comments below. Oh, and since I'm meant to be talking about more serious things in this end section of this podcast, if you want to find out more about addictions in general, pop on over to our website at drchristianheim.com where you'll find heaps of material that will help you negotiate this crazy but in many ways still wonderful world that we're living in at the moment. Catch you next time.